0: It's Martin Bryant here for the next web at South by Southwest, uh, and uh, we found a quiet spot at the uh, newest hotel in Austin uh, to uh, speak to Paul Bungie, who is from XPRIZE. Hello, Paul.
1: How are you doing, Martin?
0: So you are um, in charge of the uh, of all, all things oceanographic, I suppose we could say, uh, at XPRIZE. So uh, could you tell us a bit about uh, what you've been working on?
1: Yeah, so at XPRIZE, we, uh, we have these different grand challenge areas, and I get to, uh, to be in charge of the oceans, which means prizes and all of the next prizes that are going to come from there. We've already launched two. We have one ongoing right now, and are planning on three more.
0: Okay, so what, what's the uh, challenge you've got going on at the moment?
1: So right now, there's a $2 million competition called the Wendy Schmidt Ocean Health Prize, and this is all about ocean acidification, right? So where, uh, where the oceans are absorbing carbon dioxide, it's caused the pH to go down by about 30%. Uh, since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. But unfortunately, we don't really have the tools to measure how that's happening or where that's happening uh, in, 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 in most of the world's oceans, deep sea, coastal environments. So this competition is to incentivize people to create those, those radical new sensors that will help us understand what's happening.
0: Okay, and do you have uh, people who've, uh, who've started on that, started solving that problem? Uh, how have they uh, gone about doing that?
1: Yeah, so we, we launched this in 2013, and uh, there are three different stages that any teams that are competing need to go through. In fact, we had 77 that expressed an interest in competing, but only 23 teams were actually able to build a, a sensor, a device. These are not easy to make because they have to go down 3,000 meters under, under the sea at the end. Uh, they were able to bring that to our laboratory trials last October, uh, November, and December and then we just completed our coastal trials in seattle where they were actually subjected to the uh, the sort of vicissitudes of puget sound uh... off of uh, off of seattle for a full month And then the finalists we have fourteen teams now that's going to be whittled down to five finalists that are going to go to hawaii in may where they're going to be tested to the, the bottom of the ocean essentially so how do you go
0: about um, uh... putting one of these prizes together um, so uh... in this case wendy schmidt is uh, is backing it but um, uh... Do you wait for somebody to come to you and say, I've got an idea for um, a challenge or uh, does it come from you and then you go to find someone to support it?
1: Yeah, the best example of that is is our ocean initiative where we've said, look, there's a... There's a lot of grand challenges in the ocean that need to be addressed. And we've got a vision of oceans that one day will be healthy, valued, and understood. Well, that's not going to be solved with a single prize, right? In fact, it's not going to be solved just by prizes. We need all the rest of the world's innovators to be taking part as well, be they educators or policymakers or just garage tinkerers that are, that are improving what already exists, right? Um, So for us, what we do is we identify what the right prizes should be, right? What are the challenges that need to be tackled? First, we started with oil cleanup, right? Oil spills and pollution of that sort where technology had been stagnant for decades. Then next, tackling this grand challenge of ocean acidification, which suffered from a related problem that we just don't have the tools, the sensors, to measure ocean chemistry, right? We, we have a little bit, but nowhere near enough to what we need. So the next three that we're launching, we're in the process of identifying what those should be as well. And each time, once we've identified the specific grand challenge that's going to result in lots of other breakthroughs and inspire lots of people to begin innovating and building new technologies to address ocean issues, then we approach a sponsor who has an interest or may be interested in these sorts of things. And there's usually sort of a, 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 a match made in heaven, as it were, when, when there's an interest in, in inspiring the next generation of technologies and the next generation of innovators to help address these, these grand challenges.
0: Uh, looking at XPRIZE more generally, um, I think it really embodies uh, a certain bullishness and optimism around technology, which I think um, I would say, it, I don't think we've seen anything quite like it since the 1950s. Would you agree?
1: I, if I'd been alive in the nineteen fifties, maybe I could comment on, on on exactly how bullish we were then. But yeah, there's a, there's clearly. A, a bullishness, as it were, these days on technology. And we've seen just with the information revolution over the last last couple decades how powerful technological innovation can be in alleviating many of the things that, that people are dealing with, right? How communication can improve supply chains of vaccines to third world countries, how in the oceans, how knowledge and data uh, and measurements of ocean phenomena can prevent the deaths of tens of thousands of people as a result of tropical storms and cyclones, for example these sorts of things technology can can serve as an underpinning. I mean it may not be everything, but it's clearly a a a gateway into changing the world.
0: Do you think there's a chance of us becoming disillusioned because uh, when I mentioned the 50s I was thinking about um, how people thought we'd be living on Mars by the 70s, that kind of thing. Uh, and then obviously at some point there was a, oh hang on it's not going to happen and then things took a bit of a dip uh, until maybe the internet age kicked in.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I I think I think we 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 s- We run the risk, although I honestly I think we're more mature now than we probably were then, of becoming over-reliant, right? Techno-optimism moving into techno-reliance on on solving all of the problems. And that's certainly not something that we at XPRIZE believe in, right? Technology and breakthroughs of that sort may be a critical first leverage point, but the likelihood of that solving all of the world's problems is, is low. That said, if you get it right and you incentivize the right breakthroughs, and there's something technological that happens along the way that can be democratized accessed by by the globe's population then that then that becomes empowering and I think those are the types of technologies things like the information revolution right internet uh, internet and, and everything else and mobile phones and the like that is empowering for addressing a whole suite of other issues and I think it's there right at that nexus If we're able to find that sweet spot as it were between how technology enables us and empowers us to solve some of these problems without believing that it's going to be the the end of all (laughs) of all things we need to ever do with our lives then we're probably on a really really powerful path towards a better future. Paul Bungie thank you very much. Thank you.